Kyle Brustendorman live from the Big Red Rally at the Italian Community Center. Luke Fickle and others to be in the house tonight. We're Kyle Brustendorman. I'm Ben Brust alongside Kyle Wallace, Packer backer, Bucks backer. And second place Brad is first place Brad today as he helped us win over under. So I will relinquish second place Brad today. But joining us now, as he does every Thursday, is Jason Wildey of Wildey and Tausch, who had an opportunity to speak to Luke Fickle, I believe, yesterday on Wildey and Tausch. Uh, I have dad brain, so every day feels like longer than it is, Jason. I think it was yesterday, correct? Well, I like to say that Luke Fickle had the opportunity to talk to Tausch and me. But yes, that Powerful. was yesterday. <laughs> Powerful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jason, on our Twitter, at KBN ESPN, which happens first? The Badgers make the college football playoff or the Packers make the Super Bowl? I make the argument, even though I'm losing 15 to 85 mm -hmm. on the poll, that because there are 12 teams this year and moving forward in the college football playoff, despite more quality opponents in the Big Ten, I look at that as more opportunity. You have to be a near perfect to get to the Super Bowl. Two teams versus 12 teams. Which do you think is more likely to happen first? Well, yeah, I'm no mathematician, but I think uh, 12 uh, spots as opposed to two spots. I mean, I, I think you can do them. Even you, Ben, can do the math. By the way, will you guys let me know how the citrus lime chicken is tonight? Are you guys all staying for dinner? I am. I am going to say yes for sure. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle stays for food. I, 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 he's, he's a muncher. Can't, can't turn it down. I love, I love my big red and I love food, so it's a perfect match made in heaven. <laughs> I think free food is what you're going right. to say. Well, I saw the uh, I saw the menu and I was I was intrigued. I love a I love a good citrus flavor and I love chicken. So uh, let me know how that is. Uh, also, let me know what the dessert is because it didn't say on the menu on uwalumni.com. Look, I I don't. I don't know if either one of them are going to get to the Super Bowl uh, or the college football playoff in the next five years. It seems to me that's oh, fair. That Thank Packers. you. I mean, everyone's oh. making me sound like I'm a crazy person. Oh, come on, Jason. Yeah. Come well, on. you do have dad brain, as you mentioned. I don't have that anymore, <laughs> even though I'm still a dad because they're actually grown. And now my challenges are getting them to all their activities. Uh, look, the the fact of the matter is both are hard. Uh, it would appear that the Packers in their quote-unquote rebuilding process, which they won't admit they did um, because they made the playoffs, and so they can claim, well, no, we were never rebuilding. Um, yeah, you were. If you look at your roster, you definitely were. But it would appear the Packers are a little further along, right? We can all agree on that. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, you know, they're a little bit closer. But as you pointed out, Ben, 12 spots versus two spots. Do I think the Packers are going to be in the final 12 next season? I do. I think they're going to make the playoffs again. I think they're probably going to win a game. <laughs> Top again. fourteen. <laughs> uh, if if they yeah, and if they stay healthy, um, you know, I know Kyle and Craig Carmazan and I were talking about this when I came into Sunday Karma the other day. You know, look, I, I think it's a process, but I think their Super Bowl window is legitimately open, and I think they have a legitimate chance in the NFC to be the team that makes the Super Bowl next year. Do I think they will? I certainly wouldn't put money on it because I'm not a betting man, but that my point is is that it would seem you if you're going to have to make me choose one, I would pick the Packers. But I really want to see and, and I really enjoyed our conversation with Luke. I don't I don't obviously know him as well as Tausch does, but I, I thought we had a really good time and got some really good information but also had some fun while we were doing it. Um and so I, I 
but I don't know how, like, I, I know he's a good coach, but how quickly in today's college football landscape can a good coach get a program to where it's one of the final 12 in the playoff? I, I don't know. Like last year, wouldn't we agree that they lost games that we didn't think they were going to lose, right? And who I don't still know what their team is, right? I mean, they, they've got a quarterback now, and this is what I don't like. And, and I say understand the same about the Packers, person. though, other than the late run. Well, that's true, but I think I think we have a better idea of what Jordan Love is than the idea of the Badgers quarterback, whose name I'm not even remembering Tyler Van Dyke. right now. Van Dyke. I knew it was Van something. Uh, I was going to say Van Helsing, and I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> uh, my point, my point is, is that they don't even know what their team looks like right now, and I don't like the college football landscape now. I want to see uh, a specific transfer portal window. I want to see a salary cap. I want to see some sort of governing body, whether it's the NCAA or whatever the uh, SEC and the Big Ten are going to come up with together as they huddle here. I I want something that's going to truly enforce rules so the playing field is level. Because if if you support uh, athletes getting a slice of the pie, which I certainly do, uh, we have to treat it like the NFL now. And there have to be rules. And you can't, you can't pay players under the table just like – I mean, I, I'll give you an example from my time covering the NFL where I got the Packers in trouble. Uh-oh. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's Not a pretty alone. good one, actually. Um, no, this is very different. <laughs> uh, but, and you didn't get the Packers in trouble. You got yourself in trouble. But my, so, so they were doing this thing with drops where if you drop the pass, you had to buy. You had to give every other guy in the wide receiver room a gift card. I think it was. The, I think they were doing Best Buy gift cards, and I wrote a story about it because James Jones, who was a great guy to cover, and remains a great guy now, even though I don't cover him, uh, told me about it. And so I wrote a really fun story. I went to Best Buy and talked to the guy that was doling out the gift cards. It was really fun, right? I also got uh, the defensive line in trouble once because they would eat Kentucky fried chicken every Wednesday. And so I did a story on how they were bonding over chicken. Uh, and I went to the Kentucky fried chicken location on Oneida street and asked about how much chicken they were ordering and, and how much the bill was and stuff. And then the team nutritionist got after them. And then the team nutritionist broke up their chicken party because it wasn't healthy enough. (laughs) So that was my, so I got in trouble for that, which I don't understand because you're in the building. You didn't know they were eating chicken. Um, but the yeah. gift card thing was the gift card thing because if they won a game without any drops, I want to say it was Luke Getze was the wide receivers coach at the time maybe. Um, but if they won a game without any drops, the wide receivers coach would give them all gift cards. So they would all get, I don't know, $50 gift cards to – Best Buy. Well, guess what that is? It's a violation of the salary cap, right? Mm. And so, so what I'm saying is, is that I don't know what to predict with college football until I know what the hell the rules are. And I don't think anybody knows the rules right now. And I don't know when we will, but I hope we get there soon because I would like to see the Badgers in the final 12. And I would like to see it be a level playing field as opposed to what we have now where guys are leaving power five conference head coaching jobs to go become defensive coordinators in the NFL. 
Talking with Jason Wildey live from the Big Red Rally, which will be starting tonight. couple walk-in spots available. Make sure you come in and check it out. I think there's about 10 individual spots available if you want to see Luke Fickle. Hear from him tonight at the Italian Community Center. Kyle Brustin-Norton talking with Jason Wildey of Wildey and Tausch. Yeah, Jason, you know, speaking about roster building and being competitive, I made the argument yesterday that upon reflection, I'm actually really okay with the way the Packers go about building their roster, not being a free agent-centric franchise. I'm very okay with them not being splashy in free agency. What side of the fence do you land on? Do you think that they should be making more of a splash and going for it more with free agency, or are you okay with the way that their roster develops, even if that means missing out on free agents? Yeah, I think they need to dip into the transfer portal. Apparently that's where you get all the good players. <laughs> Look, I, I don't, I, I've always believed in that, going back to Ted. I think, you know, I will say this. I think people have gotten a complete misapprehension about how aggressive Goody is. And I think finally now we have gotten a little bit better understanding that he's basically Ted 2.0. He ain't Ron Wolf. I mean, we were kind of all thrown off. He was the, his first year as GM was 2018 when uh, McCarthy didn't finish the season and they missed the playoffs. Uh, after that, he obviously had that Ford uh, free agent spending spree where he got Zedarius Smith, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, and Billy Turner. And everybody decided, oh, my God, this guy's a <laughs> crazy wild spender. Woo! And then what has he done since? Right? I mean, he got most uh, of the guys Sammy that he's gotten. Yeah, that worked out well. And he was he cost next to nothing, right? Um, you look at uh, Devondre Campbell, who they paid subsequently, uh, which I argued they shouldn't, by the way, because I thought he had caught lightning in a bottle, and it would appear well, and that, that might hurt him if him. they get rid of him, right? Now, now they're in a position where there's going to be, if they do move on from him, uh, the cap hit will be higher than it would be a year from now when you would actually save money if you moved on from him. But yes, so my point is, is that. He has not been crazy, wild and crazy spender guy. He did that his first free agency run uh, after getting the job and after being on the job for a year. He hasn't done it since. I mean, Rasul Douglas, he picked up off the practice squad of the Arizona Cardinals, and it was, an, it was a brilliant pickup. Uh, they picked up Bo Melton off of the Seahawks practice squad at the end of the 2022 season, and we saw what he did to emerge this season as a viable wide receiver. So, He's, I'm not downgrading his savviness of getting players. I'm saying he doesn't spend big. Now, do you think that maybe this year he goes out, he moves on from Devondre Campbell, and he signs Patrick Queen, who they might have wanted to draft had they not taken Jordan Love, which, hey, as we sit here right now, picking Jordan Love was a better pick than picking Patrick Queen, right? It Especially was. if the – if the Ravens are willing to not re-sign him, that I always ask myself, hmm, why would a team not want to re-sign this guy? Unless they're Brad Norman and a great punter and they just are stupid and they make the mistake of not bringing him back. <laughs> well, Generally speaking, there's a reason for that. So I'm, I'm eager to see what they do. They do have the ability, even though they're up against the cap currently, they have enough contracts that they can move around, that they can actually be in spending mode if they so choose. I just don't know if they will or won't be. Yeah, I think they have to spend. But, Jason, all right, so this is going back to yesterday. They have well. to spend? You, know, you can't I, I drop think... a line like that and then segue into, Jason, it's Kyle, but I want to ask this question. What is <laughs> no, that? No, they, no, they, they, they have do. to I, I, spend. Well, I, well based on what we said. Spend? 
based on, oh, I mean, there's Where? some holes. And then, uh, well, Where? I think at the safety Where do they have the sa- to spend? At the safety position, I believe they do have to spend at the safety position, Jason. You have to nah. agree with that one as well. And then if they're going to no. move to this 4 Or they can hybrid, draft the safety position. Uh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I know Jonathan Owens, Rudy Ford. Uh, I know they're both free agents as well, and Darnell Savage. So there's going to have to be something mm-hmm. done at that safety position moving forward. And mm-hmm. I think this will be a great time. Players will have to be acquired, time. yes. A great have time. To be free they signed time. Jonathan Owens for you last year. Hey. <laughs> for next to nothing. Yeah. They got, yeah. And they got Simone Biles for free. They, mm-hmm. they sure did. Throw it in with the deal. She's better than Taylor Swift. But, Jason, yesterday – we all got kind of dragged on social media about Who's our take. Who's we all? Is our, you. Our, our take on the Packers' path. Can you just tell me the top four quarterbacks in Packers' history? Wait a minute. What the hell? What did you do? So basically, I, he, I just disca- he, he discounted Don McCoskey. He doesn't appreciate 1989, what that meant for Packer fans. We, we, and I just, I wanted to kind of see who he had as his top four quarterback before we just threw Don McCoskey out there. But yes, Jason, people dragged us because I said the Packers organization was a putt-putt, was a hoopty before <laughs> before Brett Favre <laughs> took over. And I mean, like, after, you know, Lombardi oh, left and all that. So, hey, oh, Thank on. you, Jason. Jason, Jason, I know the Magic Man had a good year, but the Magic Man wasn't. He wasn't the next great QB in Green Bay, was he? Uh, I would have liked to have seen what he would have done had he stayed healthy and they had not acquired Brett Favre, uh, because I do think uh, the former Virginia Cavalier was a talented cat who uh, had some ability, but he, he struggled to stay healthy. And uh, the, the correct answers now, Cecil Isbell uh, is like Old Testament, as Homer would call it. So he's like even before the Lomb- yeah he's even before the Lombardi or you got to learn your you you call yourself a Packer uh, back you got to get some history. There's a, there's he's spoiled. Great, he's born in ninety. Uh, uh, what were you? Uh, Eighty nine. I'm nineteen ninety, and that's all I know. Packers, and then uh, the the great times of when they won Super Bowls, and then also Curly Lambeau. He was seen to be a pretty good player <laughs> and and coach, and he burned down yeah, a lodge. Yeah. Their history is. Their history is fascinating. I highly recommend. There's a YouTube video series that the Packers did that you can watch on YouTube. You don't have to buy it. And then they have these books, this, this like, I don't know if they're, like, leather-bound books that Ron Burgundy would have on his shelf, but there's this book series that historian Cliff Crystal did. I recommend. Maybe you can get them pre-owned so you can get them cheap, but you need, mm. if you're going to be a Packer backer, you got to know some more history than you do right now. I feel like yeah, I'm being To, to me, Jason, I... Th- as a Packer backer, I felt like he was coming at other Packer backers just because he wasn't alive yeah. for that. Yeah, so if we take Cecil Isbell out, who I think posthumously is going to uh, is a, hall, a pro football Hall of Famer uh, and deserving thereof, um, I think the, the correct answer as of right now, mm-hmm. the best four quarterbacks in Packers history are Star, Favre, Rodgers, and Lynn Dickey. Really? Mm-hmm. Talk to him. No, a, he didn't say Magic Man, and Love is probably number five in his book. Love is definitely better than a Magic Man already. So I don't, I'm just, hey, you know, <laughs> I'm Lynn Dickey. Love, Second in MVP guys, voting. You you guys are such uh, prisoners of the moment, though. Like, oh, Jason, I, 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 I love, I love, I, I love, Jordan, 
Imagine I they had one loved good Duke. season and everybody loves him. Jordan Love. Jordan Love had one Jordan, good Jordan season and everybody loves him. Exactly. So Jordan Love had half a good season. Jordan Love had half a good season. Jordan Love. And then he went to the playoffs, something that Mr. Magic Man never did with the Packers going to the playoffs. There were fewer playoff teams when they went 10 and 6 in 1989. Hey, can't if they had the same playoffs. If they had a hot, if they had the same playoff structure in 1989 that they had in 2023, the Packers of 1989 would have been a higher seed in the NFC than the Packers of 2023. So what I'm going to ask you this, Jason, if you had uh-huh, to yeah, right change now, the between, subject, Wallace, between, change between, the subject. between if you had to pick a guy to start a franchise with, 1989 Magic Man or 2023 Love, who are you taking? It's a totally different game. Oh, it is. It is. It you is. Would, Jason. You would. You would. You, you might as well ask me if I if I want to start with Devontae Adams or Don Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> I may take Hudson. Yeah. Here he goes, uh, uh, Jason. We we got we got to run. We appreciate your time. Thank you for the education. And and actually, uh, can you please text Kyle the YouTube series? I will definitely do that. All right. Say hi to Coach Frittle for me, guys. Take care. Be good. That's Jason Wildey of Wildey and Tausch, which you can hear 9 to noon across these very stations. And i got to tell you about the Princeton Club. With eight locations in Madison and one in New Berlin in the Milwaukee area, it's felt great every moment that I walk in because that community and that club atmosphere, it just makes me coming back for more. And it will continue to. I don't want that dad bod just yet. And so being a new father... Right, Having free child care with your membership, I can't overstate how much that matters. You can drop your kid off, and they will be taken care of, and you can get your fitness and your work done. Open 24-7. Princeton Club is an amazing facility. Wherever you go, always clean, always great. Find your better tomorrow and have the courage to step into one of their facilities and further your journey. Take Machine, coming up next on Kyle Bruston-Norvin.